Mother, why did Daddy switch to Postum? Your father says there's no caffeine in Postum, nothing to spoil your sleep. And your father knows best. in Hollywood starring Robert Young, his father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Postum, the good-tasting drink that's entirely caffeine-free, and by Post 40% Brand Flakes, America's largest-selling brand flake. <laughs> to realize a job well done, there are four requisites. First, there must be a desire to do the job. Second, the know-how or ability to do the job. Third, the materials with which to work. And fourth, the tools themselves. Over on Maple Street at the White Frame House this Saturday morning, the desire, know-how, and materials seem to be in order. But as far as the tools are concerned, there appears to be a bottleneck. The master of the house, Mr. Jim Anderson, is attempting to diagnose the bottleneck by the process of elimination. Like this. Margaret, have you any idea where my long-handled shovel is? No, I haven't. Bud? No. Betty? No. Kathy? No. Well, that's just about par for the course. Why is it that nobody ever knows where anything is around here? Now, dear. Seems that lately I can never find anything out there in the garage. Last week it was my pipe wrench. Before that, my axe and tape measure. What about that sign you were going to put up in the garage? A place for everything and everything in its place. I put it up, but now that's missing, too. <laughs> well, the shovel must be around here someplace. Dad, why don't you do like I do when something is missing? You have a system? Sure. If I lost a shovel, I'd say to myself, where would I go if I was a shovel? <laughs> I can see that this is a very intelligent approach. But it works, Dad. Let's see. If I was a shovel, I'd probably go next door and visit another shovel. All right. Or maybe I'd go up in the next block and look up an old rake. <laughs> Bud was only trying to be helpful. Of all the silly suggestions. Oh, I don't know. It, it worked with me the other night. Yes, I'm sure it did. But it did. All evening long, I couldn't find my history book. So I said to myself, if I was a history book, what would I do? And then I said... I'd get lost. And sure enough, it was. Would you go over that again? Never mind. Look, if I don't find my shovel and the rest of my tools, I'll never get the wall put up and back. Oh, have you ordered the cement blocks? Yes, they'll be out here around noon. Father, I think that's the best idea you've ever had, fencing in the back of our yard. Well, it will give us a lot more privacy. And it will look beautiful by the time we have vines and roses climbing on it. But before I forget it, I'm expecting you to help me this afternoon. I'm sorry, Dad, but I have a previous engagement. With whom? With Joe. How long have you had this previous engagement? Ever since he heard there was some work to be done. I'll help you, Daddy. Thanks for the offer, kitten, but I remember the last time you helped me when I was building the barbecue. What happened? <laughs> I guess you were a little young to remember. But as I recall, I was using some quick-drying cement, and as soon as I got a nice gooey batch mixed up, you proceeded to sit in it. <laughs> play patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. Gee, I bet that was fun. <laughs> yes, it was a picnic. 
Before you went to bed that night, we had to chisel off your rompers. <laughs> Some people have their baby shoes bronze. Ours are cemented. I'll get it. Hello. Oh, hi, Joe. I was just telling Dad about that important engagement you and I have. Engagement. Important. Must be real important. He can't even remember it. You remember. Forget the engagement, bud. You've got a date with a brick wall. Oh, Dad. While you've got Joe on there, ask him if his father has a shovel. Say, Joe, has your father got a shovel? Oh, that's bad. What's wrong? He's got one. <laughs> well, ask him if we can borrow it. Joe, can we borrow it this afternoon? Huh? Oh, that's bad. Now what? He said we could borrow it. Oh, stop that, bud. What, Joe? Oh, that's good. That's wonderful. That's more like it. He just remembered the handle is broken and we can't use it. <laughs> Look, bud, I'm going to get a shovel someplace, and you might as well make up your mind that you're going to help me this afternoon. But, Dad, Joe and I have got an important engagement. Now, don't give me that. Holy cow. If it's so vital that you and he get together, why don't you tell him to come over here this afternoon and give us a hand? Say, Joe, why don't you come over this afternoon and help us put up a brick wall? Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello? Hello? What happened? I think you remembered an important engagement. It seems to me, dear, that the last time you used the shovel was when you put in those clothesline poles for me. Say, I believe you're right. Daddy, when are you going to build me a playhouse? Kitten, you've got a playhouse. But that's such a rickety old one. And it's not big enough to hold a meeting. Hold a meeting? Sure. In a couple of years, I'll be old enough to join the Girl Scouts. And we've got to have a place for meetings. <laughs> well, I approve of the Girl Scout idea, Angel, but I don't think you'll have to provide a meeting place. Father, I think I know what happened to your shovel. Oh? Didn't Mr. Pearson drop by that day you were putting in those clothesline poles? Come to think of it, I believe he did. Betty's right. He waited until you got through using the shovel, and then he borrowed it. And that was over three months ago. What's the Pearson's number? Um, Kenwood 7911. I don't know of anything more annoying than people borrowing things and then... Hello, Fred. Uh, Jim Anderson. Say, Fred, I hate to bother you like this, but I have a little construction job to do this afternoon, and I was wondering if I could get my shovel back from you. Oh, that's all right, Fred. Forget it. Thanks a lot. What? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll see you, Fred. Bud, run up to Pearson's and get my shovel. Okay, Dad. And Bud. Yeah, Dad? When you go, take back his hacksaw that I borrowed. <laughs> what a memory that Pearson has. Come on outside, Margaret, and I'll show you where I'm going to build the wall. Now, where is the property line, dear? Right along here. Hmm. The wall will extend from that corner over there to the bush by the end of the garage. Well, that's going to be some job. But worth it. It'll certainly improve our property. Well, I'd better get a space cleared here so they'll have a place to put the bricks when they're delivered. And I'd better get in the house and start lunch. Well, I guess the best place would be right here, close to the driveway. Well, hi there. Huh? Oh, hello. My name is Hubbard. 
William in the house and back of you here. How do you do? I'm Jim Anderson. Yeah, their missus and I just moved in a couple of days ago. Well, Margaret, that's my wife, mentioned that she thought the house had changed hands. Frankly, we never have gotten to know the people in back too well. Quite a few families moved in and out. Well, that'll be different now. The missus and I are making this our permanent home. Well, that's fine. Uh, we're from the northern part of the state. Ever hear of Stanwood? Oh, yes. I've driven through there several times. Some nice farms around there. You know, when we left Stanwood, the folks up there said, Owen, you aren't going to like it living in town. We'll give you six months and you'll be back up here with us. What do they mean by that? Well, they claim that people who live in towns aren't our type of folks. They aren't friendly or neighborly. They like to keep to themselves. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. That's exactly what I told them. I said it's true that in the city, people's interests may vary, but basically, they're all alike. They want to make friends. I go along with you there. But uh, just between the two of us, when I first looked out into our backyard here, uh, I was a little disturbed. Disturbed? Oh, sure. First thing I see on either side of me is two high fences. Well, I know, but... And uh... you know what those fences meant to me? They meant, stay out. We don't want any part of you. See what I mean? Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> and then I, I looked toward the rear of the yard and your house. And right away I seemed to light up. No fence. Yeah, no fence. <laughs> I said to the missus, there's our kind of people. Real neighbors. But uh, just because a person puts uh, he, up a... Here's the way it hits me. You've got a beautiful yard. Instead of cooping yourself up and being selfish about it, you let others share it with you. Frankly, I think that's a very noble attitude. Thanks. And it'll work both ways. Now, my hobby is flowers, and I'm going to put in a beautiful garden that your family can share with us. Oh, Jim. They're coming, honey. Well, it's certainly been nice meeting you, neighbor. And it's been a pleasure meeting you, too. I hope you'll excuse me for rambling on the way I did, but I figure the best way for neighbors to get along is to understand one another. And offhand, I'd say that you and I see eye to eye. Uh, we do, don't we? Oh, of course. Good. That way, nothing can ever come up between us, right? Right. Uh, see you later. Yes, see you later. Dear, lunch will be ready in a few minutes. Honey, uh, do you remember the phone number for the brickyard? It's in there by the phone. Anything wrong? No, I just met our new neighbor out and back. What happened? I, uh, I'm not going to build a wall. What? Father, did I hear you correctly? I can't possibly build it now. Now you're talking, Dad. You stay out of this. You're just trying to get out of work. But, dear, this morning you were so enthused about the wall. I know, but this new neighbor's a real friendly fellow. And to put up a wall, well, it would Yeah, be... you can't go around offending neighbors. Quiet. Dear, you can have a wall and still be neighborly. Margaret, you don't understand. We've got a beautiful yard, and instead of cooping ourselves up and being selfish about it, we share it with others, which is a very noble attitude. Very noble. Well, personally, dear, I think your reasoning is a little off. You know, I'd be the last person in the world to be unfriendly toward our neighbors. I realize that, honey. But I say if you want to put up a wall, go ahead and put one up. And you do want to put one up, don't you, Father? 
Well... It was your idea, and Mother and I agreed that it was the best thing that could ever happen. It'll look wonderful, dear. And give us the privacy we need. Watch it, Dad. You stay out of this. Daddy! Miss Kitten? The truck is out in the driveway with the bricks. Oh. The man wants you to sign this paper. Uh, tell him to wait a minute. Dear, you aren't thinking of sending those bricks back. But what will I tell our new neighbor? Well, if it'll make it easier for you, I'll write a note explaining everything, and you can take it over to him. <laughs> yes, Father, what are you, a man or a mouse? Dad, are you going to let them talk to us like that? But quit trying to start something. I'm not. Kathy, hand me that slip of paper. I'll sign it. Holy cow. Oh, stop grumping. Here you go, kitten. Take it to the man. Oh, dear, don't look so upset. Margaret, if you had only been in my shoes and talked to this fellow and... Well, never mind. Mm. Bud, you can get washed up. We'll be eating lunch in a minute. It better be a big lunch. A guy doesn't put up a brick wall every afternoon. Betty, you can help me put the things on the table. I'll be right back. I want to go out and take a look at those bricks. Hi. Oh, hello again. Yeah, that's some pile of brick you got there. Yes, quite a pile. Hey, you've got enough bricks there to build a wall. <laughs> yeah, certainly have. Uh, doing a little digging in your backyard, I see. Yes. After I talked with you, I went in and chatted with the missus. She was sure happy to hear that you and I hit it off so well. She's anxious to meet you folks. We'll be anxious to meet her, too. As I told the missus, just talking with you this morning made me glad that we moved down here. And we're certainly lucky to end up with such nice neighbors. Mm, and I'd say that we are very fortunate, too. And I can tell that you mean that. Uh, by the way, uh, what are you going to build with the bricks? Build? Yeah, with the bricks. Oh, well, I, um, uh... I'm building a new playhouse for my daughter, Kathy. Poor Jim, he's really on the horns of a dilemma. But what about you? Have you happened to be tossing and turning on the horns of sleeplessness? Well, Ed Prentice here has an encouraging word for you. Friend, I've got a mighty encouraging word for you, and that word is postum. Yes, sir, if you're having trouble sleeping nights or you're upset and nervous because of the caffeine in coffee or tea, postum is the answer for you as it has been for millions of others. And the reason is just this. Postum has no caffeine. I mean no caffeine at all, not a trace. Yes, Postum contains nothing to cause you sleepless nights or jittery nerves. But Postum does have this, a hearty, vigorous flavor. The more you drink it, the better you like it. Now, I can't promise that Postum will bring everybody good sound sleep because everybody isn't bothered by caffeine. Lots can handle it. But one thing sure, you can find out fast if caffeine's the reason you're not sleeping or your nerves are on edge. Just do this. Get a jar of instant Postum and drink Postum exclusively for just 10 days. Then if you find you're sleeping fine again, looking and feeling like a million, you found your answer and at a cost of only pennies. 
Gosh, you better start drinking Postum tomorrow, don't you think? A brick wall means a lot of things to a lot of people. To Margaret Anderson, it means a thing of beauty with vines and flowers climbing up its side. To daughter Betty, it means privacy. To Bud, the son, it means a lot of hard work, especially if he has to help build it. To Jim Anderson, the father, it means a barrier to neighborliness. And that is why he's abandoned the idea of building a brick wall and instead is going to construct a playhouse for Kathy. At the moment, he's trying to explain his actions. Like this. Margaret, for the 40th time, I'm telling you that if I put up the wall, our new neighbor will take it as a personal offense. And I don't think it's worth it. But, dear, don't you see Honey, that... we've gone this long without a wall, and I'm sure we can get along a few years more without one. Oh, Father, you're hopeless. All right, I'm hopeless. But I'm taking those bricks, and I'm building a playhouse for Kathy. I've got the nicest daddy in the whole world. Well, I'm glad to hear somebody is on my side. Well, I'm not exactly on your side. What are your ideas on the matter? I say send the bricks back. Get them out of here. Forget the whole thing. <laughs> Dear, do you mind if we look at this whole matter objectively? All right, go ahead. First of all, I'd like to see Kathy get a new playhouse. That makes two of us. But a brick playhouse. Isn't that a little elaborate? It certainly is. And besides that, I... I imagine that making a playhouse out of bricks might be a little difficult. Oh, I think I can handle that. Now, think back, dear. The last thing you made out of brick was the barbecue that you mentioned a while ago. And when you got through with it, everybody thought it was a bird bath. <laughs> it fooled everybody but the birds. Well, I remodeled it, and I do say so, it looks pretty good. Well, what I'm getting at is that you could use this for an excuse. You could tell our new neighbor that after thinking it over, you decided that building a playhouse is a little too difficult, and so as not to waste the brick, you're going to build a wall. Oh, honey. Well, anyone have a better idea? Yeah, send the bricks back. <laughs> I don't know. You might have a solution there, Margaret. And it certainly shouldn't offend him. What about... Well, you'll get a new playhouse one of these days. Don't worry. Why don't you go and... Come in. Excuse me for intruding. Oh, hello, Margaret. This is our new neighbor, Mr. Hubbard. Well, how do you do? Uh, this is uh, Betty, Bud, and hello, Kathy. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah. My, what a nice-looking family. I was just telling the missus about your plans to build a playhouse for the young one, and why oh, she delighted. She figures that any family that has the children's interests at heart that way must be all right. Yes, sir. But, uh, Mr. Hubbard, and Mrs. I, maintains uh... that the families these days should do more for their children. Hooray! Uh, what? I said, hooray. <laughs> ah, cute little thing. Well, as I was Mr. saying... Mr. Hubbard, I, uh, I've been thinking over the Playhouse project, and uh, I've changed my mind. Changed your mind? Yes, I sort of rushed into it without giving it the proper thought. I'm afraid that making a playhouse out of brick becomes quite a construction problem, and it's more than I bargained for. Oh, nonsense. That's why I came over here. I'm going to help you. But the point is that I know nothing about making a playhouse out of brick. You don't need to. I'm an old hand at that sort of thing. 
What? Sure. Up in Stanwood, I used to help my neighbors build smoke houses. This is practically the same thing. Come on, let's get going. But, Mr. Hubbard, I, I don't want to put you to all this trouble. Trouble? After all, what are neighbors for? <laughs> How we lined up there, Anderson? Uh, fine. I, uh, think we can start another roll. Good. Hey, son, will you get me a little more cement, please? Sure. Yeah, that's a fine lad you got there, Anderson. Thank you. Not many boys these days would spend a Saturday afternoon helping their father. Uh, how do you train them like that? I don't know. I guess I just have a knack for it. Here's your cement, Mr. Hubbard. Oh, thanks. You can... Just set the pan down there. I'd say we're making pretty good progress. Sure, this won't take any time at all. Addie? Yes, kitten? Can I help? No, thanks. We're doing quite well the way we are. Oh, please. Mother's calling you. But I want to help. Kathleen? You'd better run along, kitten. Okay. Now, Kathy, be careful. Watch where you're going. Kathy, the cement! Phew. She missed it. Fooled you, Margaret, can you come here a minute? What is it, dear? Take a look at the playhouse from the kitchen window. Oh, it's beautiful. Simply beautiful. I still say it looks like a smokehouse. <laughs> now, Betty, let's not be bitter just because you didn't get the wall. Well, at least Kathy's happy. I'll say she is. Look at her with that gang of kids. Where did they all come from? I don't know. Kathy has friends she never knew she had. It's like a public park out there. Well, a playhouse like that is quite a novelty. Hey, kids! Get out of the flower beds! And here comes another swarm of them cutting through the neighbor's yard. There weren't that many youngsters on a Sunday school picnic. And look at that bunch showing up now. Well, I don't think these children are even from our block. I don't think they're even from our town. <laughs> well, we certainly can't put up with this. You're going to have to do something. But what? I don't know, but you'll have to do something. But, Owen, we can't put up with this. You're going to have to do something. But what? I don't know, but you'll have to do something. Why don't you go over and speak to Mr. Anderson? I would, but... I don't want to offend him. But we can't have these children running through our yard like this all the time. But they aren't Mr. Anderson's children. I know, but they're coming over to visit his daughter. I just thought if you had a friendly chat with oh, him... But we're brand new neighbors, and we're getting along so well, I don't want to go over there and start anything. But the fact still remains that with all these children running through the yard, I get nervous. And they're tramping down our flowers. I know, dear. Well, I do think it is only right that you do something about it. Yes, dear. I'll go over and talk to Anderson. Uh, now, what am I going to say to Anderson? I know how he feels about youngsters. And... Oh, well. Just have to do the best I can. Come in. 
It's me. Oh, hello. Come on in. Uh, Mr. Anderson, I, uh, I don't know how to say this. What's uh, bothering you, Mr. Hubbard? Oh, well, it, uh, it isn't bothering me, really. Oh? Well, what seems to be wrong? Oh, well, there's nothing wrong. It's, uh, it's just that, uh, well, I'd sort of like to ask you something. Sure, go ahead. Promise me you won't get angry. Sure, I promise. Well, uh, would you mind if I put up a wall between your yard and mine? <laughs> Not at all. And you know something, neighbor? I'll help you build it. For goodness sake, eat post-brand plate. So good and so good for you. Ladies, that's a swell little tune to remember. Because it reminds you that life is swell when you keep well. And that new post-40% bran flakes are good. And so good for you. That's true because something wonderful has happened to bran. You see, post-40% bran flakes now have a marvelous new magic oven flavor. And crisper texture that's downright delicious. So now, when you serve post-bran flakes you'll know that your family is getting the important keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal that they'll really enjoy. When you shop this weekend, be sure to buy new Post 40% Bran Flakes, America's largest-selling Bran Flakes. Discover why they're so good and so good for you. There's a lot of new brickwork around the white frame house on Maple Street. Wall in the back, new playhouse for Kathy. Only one small problem seems to have developed with the playhouse. And Jim and Margaret are out in the backyard now surveying the situation. Like this. I can't figure it out, honey. What's that, dear? Well, Kathy and her friends played in the playhouse for about an hour, and then they left it. Well, you can't expect her to play in it every minute. Well, it's not that. She's back in the old playhouse, that ramshackle thing made out of packing boxes. <laughs> Back to her first love, I guess. How do you like that? After Hubbard and I went to all that work, used all those bricks for that new playhouse. Well, it needn't be a total loss, dear. We can probably find some use for it. Hmm. Maybe I have a thought. Careful now. Yes, sir. I, I'll pick up some fresh hams and some fish and a lot of hickory wood. What for? What for? Can't you see, honey? Betty was right. That thing will make a dandy smokehouse. Father, you know, this is the week when cities everywhere are saluting Girl Scouts. Sort of the time to remind people what a truly wonderful work the Girl Scouts are doing. Princess, I remember very well how proud we were when you joined. And I think our friends around the country will be proud to take part with us in saluting the Girl Scouts this week. Let's all bear in mind the fine work this organization is doing and remember to support them wholeheartedly throughout the year. Good night.
we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Brand Flakes, America's largest selling brand flakes, and Instant Postum, the drink that's entirely caffeine-free. In our cast were Helen Strom as Kathy, Dorothy Lovett, Rhoda Williams, Ted Donaldson, Charles Seal, and Helen Van Tyle. It's the best hot cereal you ever ate. Post Wheat Meal, the best hot cereal anybody ever ate. Rich and delicious with a nut-like flavor you never want to miss. And hot post wheat meal is so good for you. Packed full of solid whole wheat nourishment, especially good for children. Post wheat meal takes just three minutes to cook. Get the big family economy size with a picture of Roy Rogers on the package. Post wheat meal, the best hot cereal you ever ate. <laughs> in Hollywood and written by Paul West and Dick Conway. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Tonight, play Truth or Consequences on NBC.